here, there, and everywhere. SAFM 106.1 FM in Bombela. Welcome back. It's uh, 1.31 on uh, SAFM 104 to 107 Nationwide. This is probably going to be my favorite segment today because growing things is what I love to do a lot. Growing healing gardens is what we're talking about now uh, this Wednesday. Today we're talking about almonds. Basil and Leonotis. I don't even know what that is. This is when we learn about the health benefits as well as how to plant in our own homes. And remember, uh, the WhatsApp line is not working. If you want to ask questions, please send us an SMS uh, on the number 41391. That SMS will cost you around 50 or call if you want to on 0891-104-207. And as always, our guest is Jean-Francois Sobieski, who is an ethnobotanist, medicinal plant researcher, and qualified nutritionist. All of it a tongue twister, but hey, <laughs> how are you? Hi, KG. I'm well and you. I'm very well. So almonds and basil and leonotis. First of all, what yes. is leonotis? Uh, leonotis is a South African medicinal plant. Uh, they call it um, umunyani in uh, Zulu. Munyani. Or, uh, Volga, yeah, Umunyani. Mm-hmm. And um, you often see them growing on the side of the road, KG, with, uh, with these um, beautiful orange, um, they look like lion's ears. That's why they call them, uh, the, the, the term uh, Leonotus, Leonorus, okay. uh, refers to the, to the, what they say looks like, <laughs> like um, lion's ears, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so let, let's start at, at the beginning then. Uh, yes. Uh, almonds. Yes. What do they do? First of all, what do they do for our bodies, by the way? So why I've chosen um, uh, almonds today is that they are incredibly nutritious. Um, and as a nutritionist, I like to give people almonds mixed with cranberries and sunflower seeds as a as a snack instead of eating, you know, um, sweets and other candies and things like that. It's very, very high in a lot of nutrients. So it's very rich in vitamin E. Um, vitamin E, AKG, is very v- important for f- uh, fertility. Um, actually, oh. uh, vitamin E means tocopherol, which actually has a Latin derivative meaning of giving uh, fertility, of, of bearing children. So that's a really good tip as a nutritionist to any woman who are finding it difficult to bear children. Increase your vitamin E, um, i.e. increase your, vit- your almonds. You know, So almonds have got high amounts of vitamin E. But they've got incredibly high amounts, a very good diversity of nutrients. Um, B vitamins, they've got magnesium, high levels of magnesium for the, for the nervous system, um, and lots of, of minerals. So zinc and uh, iron and copper, all these trace minerals. So they're very, very nutritious. Um, and um, yeah, they, the plant actually originated in Iran. In mm. Afghanistan, Iran, so Middle East, you know. Mm, so it's, okay. uh, but then, then they, they also get a bad rap. You know, nuts everywhere generally do get a bad rap for making us fat. They're so yummy. Mm. Uh, a lot of people do worry that they make you a little, mm. you know, doff on doff. Yeah, that's, I think, you know, propaganda. Okay, <laughs> so it's I not mean, true. No, because I mean, half one bite of a chocolate is going to make you have more weight than, than a whole handful of, of nuts. Oh, wow. Um, you know, because the thing about almonds, they've got a lot of fiber and very healthy fats. So all together, yes, if you eat half a bag, like half a 
grams bag of uh, of almonds, then of course you're overdoing it, you know. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. a handful of almonds a day is incredibly nutritious and incredibly important for health, actually. Um, so we need to actually learn how to grow almond trees, and it's fascinating how how they actually grow grow them. And um, yeah, they they they're quite something, you know. They uh, yeah, they actually take. It's quite an interesting art. If people look on the on the on 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 YouTube, you know how to how how almonds are grown. They actually, um, KG, they take the uh, the rootstock of. In fact, what's 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 very interesting is that almonds are not really true nuts. They're oh actually, really? Yeah, they're not a nut tree at all. They're actually a fruit tree. So they belong oh. to the stone fruit trees, like peaches, right? Yeah. So the almond actually has three parts. The almond, if you see the fruit on the tree, it doesn't look like an almond at all because the outside of the of those stone fruit or what are called droops is um, the almond actually has a very leathery kind of green outer um, fruit, mm-hmm. and then when it ripens, it splits open and and you see a shell, and inside that shell is a kernel or seed, which is actually your almond. So almonds are not really true nuts at all. They're actually wow. seeds of stone fruit. Yeah. Wow. But but then, uh, you know, from from what I also read, uh, you know, is that uh, uh, Hollywood or California is the place that yes. grows and produces the That's most it. amount of almonds worldwide. Um, California has weather that pretty much is very similar to ours, uh, yes. you know, uh, uh, sunny most of the year. So exactly. does that mean you can grow them anywhere in South Africa? Well, some- this is what I was also considering because... Um, they require um, a lot of hot summer and then low humidity. Mm. Um, so I was thinking, yeah, we should actually be able to grow them really well here. The only thing that it doesn't like is that it doesn't like frost. So you need to have try and avoid frost because it needs about seven to eight months to mature, mm-hmm. and then the frost will you know kill the flowers and things and kill the plants a bit. So, but we actually have, I think, a very good potential in this country to grow to grow almonds. And what they normally do, KG, is they, they grow the rootstock of actual peach trees. Mm. And then what they do is they take the, the it's called, um, uh, what do you call it, um, grafting. Mm-hmm. So then they take the stem of the actual variety of almond they want and they, they take the bud of that plant and they put it into the rootstock, that stem of that rootstock of the peach. And then the bud grows a separate plant from that rootstock and then grows up and then you get your almonds. So it's quite it's a, it's called grafting. So they graft one uh, the one part of the plant onto another plant and then the the rootstock shoots up that part uh, and then produces your almonds. Um but you can get a lot of almonds from from an acre of almond trees, you know, and it only it takes like two to two years to start getting almonds mm-hmm. if you grow them in very rich organic they like a lot of organic matter. They like um, average water. Some people say higher water, mm-hmm. uh, but average water, but very hot summers, uh, no frost, and long summers. So we actually have a good potential of growing almonds here. I think so. I, I do think so. Yeah. So this is now here in Johannesburg, because, you know, everybody ends well, up thinking you have to grow stuff in Limpopo, where everything yeah, just grows yeah. comfortably and nicely because of its tropical weather. Yeah, well, our, our frosts are not like very heavy from what I've, I've I've observed over the you know like twenty years or yeah twenty years ten fifteen years ago our frosts were quite heavy but now they're much lighter so I yeah. think I think I think it should be experimented with unless I don't know you know specifics of of of, so of, what, of almonds yeah. where do I even buy the plant to to grow it? Um, you can um, buy them in most nurseries okay. and. Um, 
Yeah, you can just, you know, the potted ones are quite easy to grow, okay. um, but the, the soil needs to be very rich. Yeah, and then full and, sun. Mm. Uh, sorry, and as it grows, how big does it become? Does it take quite, up a quite, lot of space? Um, yeah, they grow into like, you know, peach, peach tree sizes. So, you know, we're talking about, what, five meters, six meter trees. Um, and uh, if, yeah, it's quite a fascinating thing how they actually get the almonds, they actually shake the ground and then the... You have these special machines that shake the, the ground and then the trees drop their nuts, you know, oh, wow. drop their fruits. Oh, wow. <laughs> and so you get okay. the, you get the, the okay. almonds from that. But yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, guys, remember, uh, if you want to ask a question to our guest, if you want to ask Jean-Francois uh, Sobieski uh, a question, please call us on 0891104207. That's 0891104207 or SMS us. Our WhatsApp line is down. Uh, so SMS us on 41391. So let's move to Basil. Yes. Yummy that when you put that yes. in uh, your, fu- your food uh, when, when you're cooking. Um, explain to those that don't know what basil is. Okay, yeah, basil is a very underrated medicinal plant. It originates in India. Um, there they've got a very special type of basil called Asamam um, Sanctum or Holy Basil. Mm-hmm. Um, there's two varieties, a green leaf called, um, what's it? Um, there's a green leaf one and a purple leaf one called Krishna. So mm. there's different ones. Mm. But that plant is very, very medicinal. Um, it's got uh, blood sugar lowering properties. So the, the, the normal basil we use in the, in the shops, what a lot of people might not know is that it actually has a lot of essential oils in it and compounds in it that um, help to reduce cholesterol, for one. Um, it lowers blood sugar, so it's good for diabetics. Um, it's very antimicrobial, so it's good for... In fact, they use Tulsi um, in India specifically for respiratory infections and conditions. Mm. So the amazing thing about uh, basil, um, KG, is that it's got these antimicrobial properties, but then it also has... Um, a compound called eugenol in it, mm-hmm. um, in the in the leaves, which is vasodilatory. So it opens up um, and it helps the you know helps you breathe. Mm. So in fact, I was thinking when I was doing this research, this would be an, a very good accompaniment accompaniment uh, to people having viral infections or chest infections and they can't breathe properly. Mm. You can actually use the basil as a medicinal plant. Um, you know either. Uh, making it as a tea or eating it quite a bit. You know, obviously the amount you eat in, in food is not that medicinal, but if you eat a fair amount, uh, it becomes, you know, it's a strong medicine. It also gets rid of worms and parasites from the body. Wow. So, so it's, you it know, really Basil has, has many care. health benefits, clearly. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a secret superhero. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and isn't that amazing, though? Uh, what One of the things that uh, uh, COVID-19 has uh, slowly taught everybody in the world is that some of the things that heal us are the things that we should be growing ourselves to nurture our body with things uh, that come from the ground. And it's a fantastic teaching lesson because I love what you're saying about it uh, being you know, uh, dealing with colds, uh, you know, dealing with inflammation, nasal yeah. passages, you know, uh, w- which are things we deal with with the common cold. And, of course, we know that there's that other little monster that's visited us and we're all trying to figure <laughs> out how to deal with it. So let's talk how to grow then basil. How do you grow it? What kind of weather do you need to grow it? Yeah, it's very simple, actually, plant to grow. I mean, it's, you know, plants... There's a whole art of, you know, like getting into the soil with your seeds and, like, you know, um, yeah, they call it biodynamic farming. But 
basically, um, it likes also, like most herbs, just full sun, uh, well-drained soil, um, healthy soil. And the, 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 the normal guideline, KG, is that you, you bury the seed as, as wide uh, as long as the seed is. So if it's a very small seed, you just slightly cover the seed. Mm-hmm. Um, and it needs continual water. It, it likes uh, quite warm temperatures, so spring, mm-hmm. uh, early, early spring. Uh, spring is a good time mm-hmm. to sow them. Um, what I find is that yeah, it, it, it likes a particular type of soil, so a very rich type of soil. Um, I think it's best to grow them maybe in small little containers first, mm-hmm. uh, seed trays, mm-hmm. then transplant them out. It's a very particular plant. Mm-hmm. Um, Mm. To grow. Uh, what? How do you enrich the soil? Because we we hear this a lot when people are teaching us how to grow our own things. They say rich soil. I'm learning as yeah. somebody who's who's got a small at home uh, urban farming situation that actually instead of putting any sort of um, uh, chemicals in my soil, yes. which I don't want, I yes. the, the strawberry when I grow strawberry it does great wonders for the soil. So what kinds of things would we use then to make the soil rich without yes. adding chemicals? Yeah. to the soil yeah that's a great question um you know personally i don't really like fertilizers too much and bone meal's got this nasty smell like mm. you know once we put, i put a bone meal with my avocado trees and just the smell is too yeah. you know, it's terrible yeah. so what what i've learned here just living where i'm living is that if you just create your own compost heap and all the organic veg, uh, matter you you get that um compost you know natural compost i've got what compost you do is you, yeah, uh, yes yeah. You sieve that compost, so you, you sieve out the major chunks of, you know, that are, you don't put into your soil, but that's, that sieved soil, it actually becomes like a soil, like a, mm. a composty soil. Mm-hmm. That you mix into your existing soil, and it's fantastic if you, if you, um, if you layer your compost heap properly so that mm-hmm. it gets good ventilation. So what you can do is you can put pipes in your compost heap, vertical like plastic pipes, so that there can be aeration, you know. So aeration is very important. So you, whether you put, you can make your, um, like a grid of sticks, mm-hmm. you know, and then layer the compost up. Um, ventilation is very important for that. Um, but once you, you get your compost heap going, you can get really good composty soil from mm. that, if you want to call it, or hum, uh, hum, well, I can never pronounce it, hummus, hummus, hummus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, not, not, the, not the Mediterranean delicacy. Okay. So, okay. Um, yeah, so... That's the way I, I really like that type of soil. It's very, very rich, very, um, and that's all your all your leftover vegetable ma- uh, material from your from your dinners or lunches. You just put it on there, you know, vegetable skins or anything like yeah. that. Even some metal, like you know, metal does decompose. Really? Actually. Really? Yeah. Okay. Because I thought no metal, no yeah. plastic, no. Um... No, like even um, when you when in permaculture, when you make a pit a pit bed, you actually throw your um. Uh, some of your metal, your discarded old like iron metal, you put it in the pit, oh, and wow. then you put a vegetable material on on top of that, and it actually enriches the soil. Yeah, I'm it, learning it, it something does. new. Yeah. So you said yeah. we grow the basil at the at the at the beginning of spring, uh, which is not beginning too far spring. for us now, yes. in about a week or two. Uh, but yes. does it grow all year round, uh, or is there a no, point at which you have to trim it no. out and and add yeah, a new it's one? Yeah, an annual. Yeah, it's uh, an annual. It's like annual. So it'll grow up nicely in the, in the summer. You use it, and then it'll seed. Uh, keep the seed. Um, and then it dies down. So okay. mine always die down, and then yeah. I just take it out. Yeah. But um, it's some people find it tricky to grow tulsi. So the tulsi is the holy basil. Mm-hmm. Um, it does. It's you know, if you think of plants with personalities, it's a very, 
uh, fastidious type of plant, um, if that's the right word. It, it likes a particular type of soil, a particular... So you can experiment. Um, plant mm. it in different ways and seed trays. I would say seed trays is the best and then uh, keep it well like high humidity if you can mm-hmm. I think it likes high humidity I saw lots of um, uh, Tulsi grain in, in um, barley mm-hmm. um, in just in just um, in just uh, people's gardens you know wow. so Tulsi actually grows like this very woody woody kind of it's not the normal basil that we know which has the, the you know the normal stems but it grows like a woody like shrub okay. and makes these beautiful purple flowers and it grows into about a Two meter, it can even grow into two meters. Those yeah. tulsi, okay. and it's a fantastic medicine. That's uh, they use it for spiritual healing. It opens the third eye. They say, um, you know, it's a very sacred plant, very high vibrational energy, very very powerful healing plant. Yeah. Okay, so there's an SMS from Brian from uh, from Creo. Uh, I don't know where that is, but he's asking you. Is it then a fallacy that almonds contain arsenic as well besides the other vitamins that you mentioned? Do peach pips contain arsenic? Okay, so his first question was, does it contain arsenic? arsenic? Oh, no, arsenic. Is it a fallacy that almonds contain arsenic? Um, I, I don't think, I think I saw something about, some of them do contain vitamin B17 and um those kind of derivatives, but from what I understand, it's not it's negligible in its effect okay. on health. Okay. As far as I know, some people say you can soak the you know some people prefer to soak the seeds and get rid of phytic acid and all that. But other research says that even soaking only reduces phytic acid, which is a component of fi- various fibers and 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 seed kernels, uh, seed outer husks. Okay. Um, that it only reduces at five percent. So. Um, you know, okay. I wouldn't say it's a problem, no. I okay. Mean, okay. So now should we should we move then to uh, Leonotis? Because I'm yes, noticing yes. Google is saying something uh, different to what you're saying, and I'm just going to say it as Google says it, because Google yes, says yes. it's like a wild dacha. That's what, um, yes, yes. Uh, that's that's what right. Google is saying, and, you know, yes. uh, dacha <laughs> is uh, something interesting. <laughs> uh, uh, so I'm, I'm sure a lot of people are like, their interest is yes. peaked the moment you call it that. It's also... <laughs> It's also known as the lion's tail. I think you said that earlier, or yes, wild yes. dacha. Yeah, the, yeah. Okay, the the, the 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 very common name is is wild dacha, and why it's called wild dacha is that um, um, when um, the colonialists arrived in, in in South Africa, they they often observed people smoking it, so they thought it was used as a as a as a um, as a as a dacha substitute, mm-hmm. but. What uh, what seems to be the case is that it, the plant has actions on the heart. It actually um, influences the heart rate. Oh, so really? It's, yeah, there's reports of it being used for epilepsy. That's smoked, smoked for epilepsy. And what I'm assuming, um, or what I'm uh, hypothesizing from what I know, mm-hmm. is that it, its actions on the heart, if you smoke it, it, it will mildly calm you, but it's nothing like, um, it's not as hypnotic or as, we, as we can say it doesn't get you high in, in it doesn't uh, i don't think it gets you high it yeah. will make you probably calmer yeah um they used um uh, so it's the common name is stuck so Vodadaka has been used a lot in Bullerat, um, mm-hmm. you know, home remedies. 
uh, where um, people will drink the one cup of the um, the leaf. Mm-hmm. Um, one one teaspoon of the leaf is made into a cup of boiling water, mm-hmm. and that helps supposedly to strengthen the heart. So there's a lot of different traditional uh, claims and uses. Claims is the wrong word. It always makes it sound like it's not true, but traditional reports of, of its um, uses. Of its uses for the heart, to actually okay. strengthen the heart. So it's, okay. it is a tonic. It's okay. a tonic plant. Let me pause you. Yeah. I'm, I'm rushing you because yeah. I want to pause you because I want to go to a sure. break so that we come back and talk about how to grow it. Uh, because you did earlier say it grows on the side of the road or something. How to grow it? What are the right conditions to grow it? So please pause a little bit. We will be back uh, with uh, Jean-Francois Sobieski uh, in a short while. Here, there and everywhere. SAFM 107 FM in Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to SFM 104 to 107 Nationwide. I'm Khomuzo Keiji Mwekezi. I'm in for Pimelo today. Uh, and uh, we're talking Growing Healing Gardens with uh, Jean-Francois Sobieski, ethnobotanist, medicinal plant researcher, and qualified nutritionist. We were talking Leonotis or Wild Dacha uh, or Lion's Tail. But we have a, a, a caller, uh, p- uh, quickly, Jean-Francois, uh, from Cape Town. Colin, hi. Hi there, KG. Hi there, John. Your guest. Hi. Um, sweet basil. I, I plant uh, sweet basil, and I find it growing very, very well. It grows too well on my kitchen sink, uh, mm. kitchen windows. Mm. Now, when it's morning, early morning sun comes. Mm. The trouble is now, I've got three pots of them, and they, they're beautiful, but um, I can't seem to use it quick enough. And then they start dying away. Now, I'm, I'm going to ask you, can I pick those leaves off and put them in a, like a jetty bag and put them in my freezer and use them? Hmm. Okay. So yes, basically, sure. can you can you kind of freeze your sweet basil? Yes, not for sure. Like most plants, actually, you can freeze. And then what it actually does, it helps to break open the cells of the of the plant. So it's 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 a good way, you know. You don't want to keep them in the fridge and then they go off and go funny. So you can you can you can freeze them certainly and then put them into smoothies or directly into your pasta, you know, and mm. uh, and then that's perfect. Okay, yeah. fantastic, Colin. I wish you were my neighbour because, because I just bother you. <laughs> yes. Share the battle. Um, <laughs> I, I discovered it, it grows nice when it gets up early morning till moon sun on your kitchen windows uh, windowsill, you know. Mm. Yeah. Hmm. And it goes Absolutely. so fast, uh, I can't actually use them all up. And then I, I lose <laughs> one or two pots so hmm. I can freeze them in. That's a great yes. tip, though, Colin, the early morning thing. and Because the, the, the sun is very gentle in the, in the yeah, early the morning. Windowsill. Yeah, mm. on the windowsill. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Colin, Bye. for your call. Thanks, Colin. Thank you. Uh, so let's quickly talk how to grow this uh, Leonotis because uh, it's, it's yeah. really pretty. I'm seeing it online now. It it's looks, a lovely plant. It's gorgeous. Yeah. How do we grow it? So it's not a fussy grower. Mm-hmm. Um, you can grow it in, um, in uh, well, you, you, I haven't grown it personally, but what I, from what I see where it grows, it likes sandy soil, but I would say also seedling trays with um, I would say gets like a nice, um, well, well drained, like um, uh, organic rich kind of uh, composty uh, medium to mm-hmm. start sowing them. Mm-hmm. And then I would say full sun definitely. Um, 
and uh, regular watering. It does like water in the beginning mm. to, to grow, mm. but it's you know it's a bushveld plant. So you know once it gets growing, it's it's quite a hardy plant and uh, doesn't require too much uh, care. You often find it outside of of, of complexes. Uh, what do you call it? Um, residential complexes. Yeah. Or, you know uh, there isn't one yeah. outside of my complex because I'll definitely be looking for it <laughs> now. Was, now was, that I know what it is. One of my sisters next to her complex, <laughs> and I kind of like stopped the car, and I like just took a few branches, you know, like you know, and spoke nicely to the plant before I took it. But it's uh, you don't often see it, so it. I mean, it grows a lot around, but when you do see them, it's nice to harvest it. Mm. Yeah. You said something profound. People laugh at me when when I say to them, "You must talk to your plants." <laughs> you 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 you, j- you joked when you said that, but I find being gentle with my plants, talking to them yeah. when it, when it's upset or you know it's upset sure. because it's it's a it's a it's a normal relationship, the relationship between yeah. yourself and your plant, and there's well, it's moments a whole, exactly. exactly. Sorry. Isn't there moments where you upset it and you have to find a way to nudge it back and there has to be a sort of conversation? Come on, baby. Yeah, I call mine baby. Sure. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I mean, if you think about it, they're living creatures, you know, they are living things. And there's a whole science of that. They're investigating the relationship between um, different um, living organisms called biosemiotics. Mm-hmm. And uh, that is, you know, there's a science behind it because plants can actually pick up on sound they can pick up on vibrations. So, mm. you know, who, who knows who's to say? And also, like a common sense thing is if you respect whatever you're engaging, then you respect it. So yes, and it, it will respect it, it works, you back. It works, exactly. It works in favor. Whatever you respect, whether it's your plant food, your animals, or if you don't respect nature, then you will, you will get that um, harvest of disrespect somewhere, oh, somehow. Yeah. This, this is lovely. It just opens my heart. So where do people find you if uh, they're trying to get hold of you outside of this platform? Well, Katie, I've got, an, I've got a website called phytoalchemy.co.za. Um, it's, uh, it's, I've got online courses on South African medicinal plants. There's actually even a videoed walk mm-hmm. where I've, I take people through nature and there's about 25 medicinal plants, South African medicinal plants I cover on that video. Mm-hmm. Um, and those courses you can find our website, it's um, phyto means plants in Greek. So it's P-H, uh, P for Peter, H for Harry, Y for yellow, T for Tommy, O for ostrich, and then alchemy, A-L-C-H-E-M-Y. So phytoalchemy.co.za. And yeah, all, I've got articles and blog articles. So I love to educate and teach people about these things. Fantastic. You just yeah. opened my heart. Thank you. Sure. I appreciate Thanks. it so much. Thanks, Thank you. Uh, www.phytoalchemy.co.za. Phyto spelt as you heard. W, sorry, www. That's P-H-Y-T-O-alchemy.co.za. It's two now. Utsi Lesaku is standing by with the latest news.